The difference between the good, the great, and the ugly property managers. Hi, I'm Sam Power. And I'm Joe Krause, and we are the hosts of the Property Pals Australia podcast. And in this episode, we are discussing how to choose the right property manager by interviewing them and what questions you should be asking them to ensure that you know whether there's somebody you want to work with long term or know somebody that's going to be a bit of a basket case. Uh, We also talk about how to get the property manager to work harder for you and actually love doing so in the process to create that win-win. We also touch on some key negotiation tips with uh, rent rises and also property management fees uh, throughout the episodes. And uh, we also look at the key lessons about maintaining a property and why you should be doing it. Um, And we'll also share some examples of um, like a dud property manager versus you know the, the great property managers to to build that uh, knowledge in your mind. So before we get stuck into the episode, I did want to um, share with you share with you that this is not the only way that we can help you um, yeah, in your property journeys. So you know, we also have some free resources on our uh, webpage. So jump online and have a look. It's a key way to help maximise your borrowing capacity. It's a mini course we put together to help you. So. Jump on board and um, yeah, enjoy the episode. Yeah, head to propertypals.au forward slash free resources to get that and a bunch of our other resources. Let's dive in. Welcome to Property Pals, the podcast where we share everything around how to build a property portfolio from researching areas, financing, structuring, buying, selling, and reinvesting to live a life of financial independence. As a disclaimer, any information shared by myself, Jared, Sam, and the Property Pals team is strictly general and should not be taken as constituting professional advice. You should consider seeking independent legal, financial, and taxation advice from a qualified professional. Yes. Property managers, property pals, property managers podcast, all the P's. So, so many P's. <laughs> hopefully, we don't get too tongue tied today. And two D's in this one: due diligence. Do oh. your DD on. I wonder where you were going with property managers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. guys, if you're listening, keep your mind out of the gutter. Yes, due diligence is very important um, with property managers, just like everything else with property. Because uh, there's some real rubbish property managers out there let's face it yes as i say there's good there's great and there's shit Mm -hmm. so we want to help you avoid the shit ones yeah um and decipher between the good and the greats uh in this podcast episode today so what separates a great uh even what separates a great property manager from a good one let's just avoid the the really crappy ones but what separates the the good from the great oh good question um comes down to like there's the job roles that they're entitled to, to do obviously paying them to do um, but there's just that little bit of that um, emphasis which comes from a number of things experience knowledge communication organization problem solving um, and that's what we're going to be covering today yeah I should we do you have any ex- uh, examples of yeah. Some property managers that I mean, in our last pod, you did mention around uh, getting something fixed in, in your unit in Cooley, but do you have examples of, yeah, I mean, I've got some examples of with my properties, but um, I'd love to hear some of yours. Yeah, so um, we'll start like with experience, right? So yeah. um, when you're looking around, 
the turnover rate with property managers is quite high because it's quite a intense job. Um, you've got to be a real people person. You mean the turnover in the firms is high? Oh, not not between in the industry, the property in manager industry. Like it's um, uh, from memory, it's like a nine to twelve month life cycle of a property manager where people come in, they do the job, and then they move on to something else because it's just one they don't get paid enough to. Uh, I guess deal with what they have to deal with because you've got whinging tenants, you've got whinging owners, mm-hmm. you've got things breaking, they're problem solvers. So you've got to find those people who have been in the industry for a number of years and still love it. And that's 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 the key. And that comes through, you know, interviewing them, asking for referrals, and uh, uh, yeah, also just really trying to understand what makes them tick when you're talking to them. If that makes sense. Yes. I'm just, I'm just going to get granular here. So that means you could go to a property management firm and ask them, you know, how long have you been in the industry? And they're going to tell you, you know, a couple of decades or whatever it is. But then you might get switched between different agents. And this is what we mm-hmm. talked about with your property is you might get switched between different agents as somebody might come in for nine months or 12 months. They might manage your property and hand it over to the next person who doesn't give a crap and then you've got to deal with somebody that, you know, is like having having you to try and problem solve how to fix this issue in the in the unit and you're basically doing their job because they suck at what they do. <laughs> uh, and so how do you how do how do we get how do we get the individual and keep the individual, not just the firm? Oh yeah. So um, when you go into a property management agreement, generally you're signing up to a Twelve month uh, agreement for them to manage a property, mm. um, and look, you're at the beck and call of that individual property manager that you've selected. You try and ask those questions up front. From all the lessons I've learned, is um, you don't just find them as a great property manager and they tick all those boxes. Ask some deeper questions into, well, you know, what are you working towards in your career, and you know, where do you see yourself in the next you know, twelve months? Because I'm doing this twelve month lease, I want to be with you as a person, not the firm. Because mm-hmm. um, in my experience, I've had some really great property managers that I've been working with, and they've been poached from other firms, and they because they are good and they can see um, that that's the type of person that they want to invest in because they know they're going to be a lifelong property manager, which is going to be great for their business because. As you know, staff turnover is quite painful. We've got to retrain people. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I try to limit limit it to a 12-month um, agreement. They'll try and sign you up to a two-year agreement. Um, and then you, you, you're stuck with them and you can have this break fees involved in that um, if you decide to move on. But everything is a negotiation when it comes down to that point too. Such a good point because I'm with a... a a property management agency in in WA with my WA property and I had a really good really good property manager Lisa for the first sort of year Hi, and, Lisa. well done yeah thanks Lisa <laughs> and actually just thinking about this Lisa I'm gonna have to call you because I got handed over it feels like to somebody else and then just in the last couple of months a couple of issues have popped up and this person has been like, what do you want to do about it? Like, it's it, here's the ball. It's in your court. Like, what do you want to do? Mm-hmm. Whereas Lisa would just say, this has happened. Do you want me to do this? And they'll get you, give me three different options or two different options. And I'll be like, option one. And she'd go away and get the thing sorted and be like, it's done. I'll, give, I'll send you the bill. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, perfect. That's exactly what I wanted. But now I'm getting like, 
I'm having to use my brain and take up my capacity to solve this problem when I, that's what I'm paying them to do. Mm. Uh, and so with that, does that mean, and this is a question directly for you, for myself personally, which I think people are going to learn from, does that mean I should, once I do find the firm that I want to use, then I go, hey, can I speak to two or three property managers and see who I would prefer to use in the firm? Uh, they probably won't want to compete against each other in the, in the firm. Um, you'd have a level of like a questionnaire which you can fill out, um, which are these key questions such as, you know, how do you go about um, resolving minor issues, major issues? Um, and that's the key, a key criteria that I like to look for is when an issue does pop up, do you provide one to three options of you know, remedying that issue? And um, often that's the way you want to go because, as you said, it takes up your brain capacity. You're not in that location often. Um, and even, if, even if you are, you don't want to have to drive around to your property to try and fix it yourself. Like that's what you pay a manager for and they're there to give you those options. Um, you'd have a key person that you'd want to stick with, but you can also uh, let them know that if it doesn't work out with this one individual person, what other alternatives do you have? But seeking the person with the most experience up front is key and sticking with them uh, is also very uh, helpful with, with your journey. So so let's, let's go down that track in like how do we find that person um, and what qualities they have. So first and foremost, like you said, experience. Yep. Um, and then, you know, experience in terms of like how many properties they've managed, how long they've been doing it for. And, and I guess, like you said, asking them how long do you want to keep doing this? Yeah, so asking, like, I'd like to see at least four years experience because mm -hmm. as I said, the turnover rate sits around that, I'd say, one-year mark. Mm -hmm. If they're there for four years, um, the chances are that they're going to stick around for another couple of years. Um, also asking, you know, you know, what their preferences are for the next you know, five, five years. Do they want to stay in property management? Do they want to get in sales? It's just a free-flowing conversation, like, you want people to have ambitions, right? But you've also got to do what's best for you. Um, if they do have those ambitions to get into that, you know, additional roles within their business, then what's it, what's their succession plan? Who is their, Who are they training up to then take over your your property? Mm -hmm. um, so having those conversations are key because all that experience that people gain over any any career is super valuable, right? Yeah, yeah, so valuable. What what else? So I like to look at like the reason why I want experience is they understand the common problems that do come up when you uh, have a property. So things that do break, how to best um, relay that to the owner and how to best, I guess, fix it. Mm -hmm. And also having those local trade connections is really important uh, because they know, like, and trust them. They've built up that relationship that these trades know to go in, get the work done in an efficient way because it's not just your property that um, they're looking at, it's the, the, their business in itself because they're going to get repeat referral business from that property manager. And over time, they've got a really strong relationship. Um, so you just lean on that so you don't have to have that local influence. You're getting it from your property manager. And another key part is really understanding the laws and the regulations for that state that your property is in and you know where you stand as a as a landlord uh, you know because things things may pop up um, and it's 
just good to have that experience to calm you because some things might come up where it's it can be quite stressful because you're like oh wow I, like the the property uh, the tenant hasn't paid rent and you know what's my entitlement at this stage and you know, should I push them and it's the property managers experience in dealing with multiple situations which you haven't gone through before because you don't you, know, you don't manage multiple properties yeah um, to lean on and to give you that guidance and it just helps you just go okay this is what I'm paying you to do go and do it and um, it's a more seamless process whereas you know if you don't have that experience which I talk about, they're asking you because they're just really conscious of, I want to give great customer service because I'm new, I'm not sure, my boss might be too busy um, yeah, to yeah. give me this, you know, these answers, so I'll just, I'll ask you and you, you tell me what you want, but that's not the right way of going about it because you're paying them to give you those options as you spoke about earlier. Yeah. <clears throat> Let's, I want to ask you about the local area and choosing, like should you choose somebody that knows the local area and if so, why? Um, I'm pretty sure I'd know why, but and most people may be thinking they know a few reasons why, but how important is it to choose the right person in the right location? Uh, well, access to the property, and there's not too much of a drama for them to go out and see it. Um, that's pretty key for me. And also, they're in uh, the community themselves, so um, finding a property manager that knows what people are actually looking for in a property helps you make your property more desirable for you know, future tenants or if you need to relet it uh, and things like that. Cool. So we find the right person in the right location with the experience and the knowledge in that space. Mm. Yeah, well, you want the local market expert, right? And yeah. When they're working in that location for a number of years, they know where rents are standing. They know that well, there's heat in the market. Like at the moment, they would have seen this, the vacancy rate tightening, getting, getting tighter and tighter, mm -hmm. and therefore it's putting pressure on rents. They're going up. Um, so they can feel that market out. Uh, there is, um, you've also got to understand where that property manager comes from as well in that they're dealing with a tenant directly. They've got a relationship with that tenant. They've also got a relationship with you who's paying their bills. They need to do what's best for you, not what's best for the tenant. But, um, you know, for me personally, it's my asset. No one has more um, care care than I do. And even when you're going for rent renewals, always just jump on realestate.com, jump in the rent section and just have a look around for similar properties of what they're renting for to provide evidence to your property manager and to yourself to say, hey, rent, you know, it's you've, you've advertised it at 500 bucks a week. Um, I can see comparables that sit at 530 so why and there could be valid reasons you're not there telling them what to do you're just questioning and um, also you've got to take into account if you do have a good tenant in place is it worth you know losing a good tenant um, for 30 dollars a week where if you were to get a new tenant in place you're going to have to go and pay um, lease renewal fees and you don't know who you're getting in bed with as a tenant in the future mm -hmm. And generally, it's it's one week of the, the rent that's re re lease renewal or yeah. um, uh, finding a new tenant. So that cost needs to be baked into the back of your mind to say, well, yeah, I'll make an extra 30 bucks a week, but I'll lose $500 for that one week at, you know, to the property manager for renewing the lease. That's yeah. <laughs> my, my mind goes to, all right, the property manager is working for me. And sometimes they 
feel like they're working for the tenant and they will try and get the get the tenant on side uh, or get you on side with the tenant, which I've had happen to me uh, with the with the rent increase, saying, "Oh, this you know this is the rent, this is the current market rent. The tenant only wants to pay this. You know, what do you want to do?" And I'm like, "Well, we're gonna like I'm not gonna be a dick about it." Like I'm not going to increase it too much that they leave and too much that it's like more than market rate because that's not fair. That's just silly. I'm not all about the money on long term and they're a good tenant. So I had so they wanted to not increase it. I was like, hang on a second. I'm not going to not increase it when the market rate is higher than what you're currently paying. But the, the property manager was sort of saying, hey, maybe it's not best to increase it. Like if you are going to increase it, maybe not too much because I felt like they really just wanted to make sure they had an easy tenant to manage on their side as well. So my mind goes to how do I put the property manager to work for me harder? Not that I want to milk them for more dollars, right? But I want me and my property to make more money. And in turn, I want to share a portion of that income or that extra money with them. Like, how so what are some of the things that we can do to say hey get on my side here and let's both win yeah so the way i look at it is it's good cop bad cop scenario where your property manager wants to be that good cop because they've got the face-to-face relationship with the tenant you're the bad cop you're the oh the landlord you know they want to put the rent up um i try to not be you know oh the landlord's putting the rent up because then people might look at it like well stuff the landlord i'm not going to you know, do my lawns or, you know, take care of the property. So what I like to do, and it's simple, you know, is just finding comparable rental evidence. Mm. So before you go into your property manager, you don't tell them what to do. You just stand back and say, here's three to four key rental evidence that suggests that this property would sit between, you know, $530 to $550 a week. Yes, I understand it's a great tenant. However, I've also you know, got to pay my uh, my mortgage on the property. I've got to pay all the rates. It's a lot more expensive for me to actually be holding this property than it is for the tenant to uh, you know, be paying the rent. So if you look at it that way, um, unfortunately, the rent does have to go up. Otherwise, it's putting me into a stressful financial situation, which you know, you know, is going to be bad for the tenant if I'm forced to sell. So Yeah, they might have to get kicked out and then an owner might come in and take over the property. Yep. Yeah, so trying to just relay it in a cool, calm and collected way is how I go about it. Um, Going into the psyche of humans, right, like which I know you love talking about, is uh, no one likes being told what to do. And um, from a professional point of view, the property manager, they're humans. I know better than you. I'm the property manager. I live here. Don't tell me what to do. Even though you're paying my bill, they won't say it to your face, but quite often that's what happens in the conversation in the background. Um, but that's just part and parcel of, of business, right? You can't please everybody. Yeah. Well, yeah, people are dealing with their own stuff. And as long as you communicate it in a way that is reasonable, um, hopefully with where they're at in their own mindset that they can accept it and uh, and, and work with you. Uh, but I think it's that comes down to having good sales skills and doing the right thing ethically, if you, even if you do have good sales skills, to get them on your side so they're happy to do the work for you and everybody wins. Yeah. Um, also, thinking about all these potential uh, complications that may come up in the future, 
first time investors don't think about it. They just go with whoever yeah, they either get recommended or um, it, quite often it might be the property manager of the sales agency that sold them the property. Yeah, the buyer's agent might yeah. say, go use these people. Yeah, buyer's agent or if they went for themselves directly, um, the, the sales agent, there's generally a property management arm to each sale business. Um, so what I would be putting in place is those expectations. So obviously listen to this podcast and... Um, develop your own list of questions and that's a, a key question is to you know, how do you go about rent reviews mm-hmm. um, and where does that sit can I provide evidence to justify like and would you mind if I did that mm-hmm. um, they're all they're always going to say yes but you're coming at it from a neutral ground um, and you you can have those conversations up front and document it because if it does pop up in the future you go, oh, remember that time when we came on board and we talked about this, you know, it feels like this situation. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and I obviously want to do the best thing by a tenant, the best thing by you, but also I need to do what's best for me as well. I'm just, um, you know, having a go myself, you know. Like, yeah. So that's that's pretty key. And also that's why I say 12-month agreements because don't be shy in saying, look, thanks, but no thanks. Like, you haven't showed up for me. So Yeah, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> and... It's what you've got, what what you talked about here before starting the episode it really comes down to communication skills and it's not just the communication skills that you should be putting on the property manager. It's the communication skills like I think that if you're the owner of the property, you should set the bar of the level of communication that you have with the property manager. Like you said, it's a relationship. At the start of a relationship, lay out the ground rules. Lay out all your values. Lay out what's important for you. And say this is what success looks like for me. This is what this is what would make me happy. If you can fulfill that, we're going to win. What can I do to make you happy? Uh, if we can, if I can fulfill that too, in terms of like how we communicate, is it through text? Is it through phone calls? Is it through email? Whatever it is, yeah. how do you how do you like to work best? Because if I give you what you want and you give me what I want, we're going to win and we're going to love each other and we're going to have a good time with this. Mm. Uh, so yeah, communication is so key there, right? Yeah, and another key point that um, I want to hit on is uh, with most property management agreements, there's a minimum spend where um, is built into the contract where they can spend on your behalf up to X dollars. So just read through the lease agreement um, and the property management agreement that you've got with them because. Some people have different thresholds. Uh, like as an example, one of my properties, I've got a three hundred and thirty dollar uh, limit. So basically, I say, don't ask me questions. I don't want to deal with it if it's under three hundred and thirty dollars. Just get it done, get it sorted, because um, it's just not worth my time. Um, whereas some people might be like, well, where was that hundred dollars spent? Why was it spent? You know, and it's it's spent for a good reason. They're not just spending money for. Um, but diddly, yeah. <laughs> and you can always ask those questions. Um, yeah, when you're looking at your, ba- your rental statements coming through, it'll say, you know, plumber called out, you know, tap leak, and it could be uh, obviously it's tax deduction anyway. But mm-hmm. they've sorted it; it's all good. You can question them on it. They'll generally say they'll shoot you an email saying, "Hey, we've um, we've organised plumber to go around to fix this issue. Just giving you a heads up," um, and that's completely fine. Some people might want to be a bit more micromanaging and say, you know, $100 a week, $100 per item, which, mm-hmm. um, you know, doesn't get you far. 
Well, they're going to be calling you at every every turn um, to to fix something, um, and they don't they don't want anything to be fixed either. Like it's not in the best interest to just keep sending trains out there or keep invoicing you, mm. um, unless you get to the stage where you're like, this just keeps on happening. Why? That's when you have those conversations with them. Yeah. So my manager, we got something fixed in the kitchen. It was a leak, and two weeks or maybe three weeks later. Um, there was something that happened to come up, just water in the kitchen again. She said, oh, I'll send a plumber out to check it out. And I said, well, if you're sending the plumber out, can you see if it's the same issue? Because I don't want to, you know, uh, maybe we change the plumber. And what she said to me, she's like, oh, no, if it's the same issue, we, we won't be paying for it. Mm. I, won't, I won't let you be charged. So you want to make sure a property manager has that on their side as well, where they're like, no, 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 like we want the best trades and that's typically what they're going to do. They're going to, like you said, they're going to know the area. They're going to know the best trades. They're not going. To, they're not going to put put more work on their plates because they hired the wrong person that cost them more money, right? Yes, yes, exactly. And they obviously they're, they're not uh, the cheapest trade. Um, so keep that in the back of your mind. Important, but, I think. Yeah, yeah, because obviously you paid peanuts, you get monkeys. Yeah, which is which is uh, a classic saying in this world, but. Uh, uh, you can always, you know, jump on like high pages where you can go and try and find quotes for other things. They'll have their specific trades that they only refer to because they know, like, and trust their work. They don't want to refer you to a trade which they don't know of because it could come back and bite them in the ass and they don't want to deal with having to resend people back. So, yeah, yeah just keep that in the back of your mind too. Mm. So, just like we talked about now, is a good tradie is worth their weight in gold and it's worth paying them. The same thing goes with a property manager. Uh, how much should we be paying? <laughs> <laughs> good question. So um, they, they differ all around Australia. So in your Sydney, Melbourne, your major CBDs, they are more around that 5% uh, management fee and you go further out to... I mean, Western Australia, the standard is around 8.5% at the moment, which is you know, people get blown away like, wow, why am I paying 8.5%? Mm. You're like, well, in Sydney, you probably probably rent for 1200 bucks a week. So on a weekly basis, you're probably paying something similar to these people to manage property. It's just that you know, in other locations where it's a lower rental figure, they charge a higher percentage. Um, and look, a lot of the property managers, they... they they know what other people charge and they're not willing to drop them themselves down to like a five percent rate if they want eight and a half percent. But that doesn't say that doesn't mean you don't have a, a step for negotiation either. I'd like to sit there and go, well, get three quotes from three three different managers. It's not just their um, their management fee either on a percentage basis. It's all the additional costs. Like some people might charge the startup fee of like getting you know, getting them on board and Yep, and then renewal fees are classic. Some people do half a week, some people do a week um, for a new tenant to put in place. And these people, they need to get paid that money too because you think about in order to get a new tenant into a property, they might charge you two weeks rent, but that might be, say say it's $900. You break that down, it probably takes 10 hours to go. The marketing involved with getting somebody in. And going just selecting the right tenant. Yep, open home and all yeah. that. So it's like, well, that's just the price of a business. Lot of business. Yeah, um, and you can't expect these people to work for for pennies because they're that's why they the turnover is so high. Yeah. Is that they 
they don't get appreciated for what they do because there is a low barrier to entry. Mm. So if you find a good property manager, I find it's a, similar to the trades, right? Pay peanuts, you get monkeys, but it's always worth that question. Like a classic thing that I do is I get three of the property managers to give me their fee proposals for clients. And then I go to the client and say, well, all these three are obviously classic um, property managers that I would use, great, great experience, you know, here's their fee schedule. Um, what would be your preference? And um, they would look at the three of them and say, well, that one's cheaper, but I like um, that the level of experience and detail this person's gone into. Yeah. So then I go back to that person and say, you're the, you're the, you're the favorite in our selection process. Um, we want to go with you. However, the barrier at the moment is that you're just a bit too expensive. So are <laughs> you, <Lovely work>. um, <laughs> what are you willing to um, take on this property for or on a management basis? And they might turn around and say, I know my worth and I've got enough on my plate. I don't want it unless it's X. And you've got to respect that. That's good. I would be more inclined to go with them then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you, for that, for the high price too. Yeah, but it's always worth the question. They might yes, go, definitely worth the go question. Oh, oh, look, you know, where's the other ones at? That's a classic question. Right? Well, we've got one at 7.5%, one at 8 you're at 85 um, the They're tossing up between yours and the 7.5% because that's a, it's a big jump. And they you know, they either go down to 7.5% or they go to 8 You let them decide because mm-hmm. that way they don't feel like they're being forced into a relationship which... You're going to be having with these people. It's a really good question. Uh, it's a really good thing to say because you don't want to be like, "Oh, you're at seven. Can you come down to six? And they're going to be like, "You know, you, that sucks." Stop like, taking that pit. Yeah, yeah. And, and also that's your, like, uh, you don't want to form resentment. Yeah, in my younger days, I I just enjoyed the the thrill, the rush. You loved it. Yeah, and you you, you screw them down for the client um, and even for yourself, but then. They're coming out of that deal feeling underappreciated and they're just like, oh, well, this guy's a bit of a tight-ass dick, but, um, you know, I need the management. It's a good thing. I've taken it on board. Um, but they may not treat your property with the level of respect they treat others. So allow them to come to that decision. But obviously, you've got to paint the picture in a way that you know, they feel like they're deciding. That's kind of my point. Yeah. I think it's that's why the communication at the start is so good, like saying, "Hey, this is where you're at. You're, you're the be- you're the top pick. I'm just wondering if you could do, you know, any better." Uh, we want sponsorship by Yeti. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we love our Yetis. <laughs> Come on, Yeti, get on board here. Oh, yeah, so sorry. Uh, with the communication at the start, you are then setting the setting the pace and getting them on your side, and the more they love working for you, the easier it's going to be in the future so why why would you not like make sure you allow it always to be a win-win where they're excited to work with you and they respect that like yep you're good and they've had the conversation you're the top peer just want to see if you can do any better they say no cool still going to go with you you don't tell them that but um you know, I, I would be more inclined. I feel like it would be more of a win for me to somebody say, hey, push back on me and say, like, look, no, I'm not going to decrease on my price. This is what I'm worth. Then that allows me to go, cool, thanks. I respect that madly. And they're going to respect that I respect that madly and uh, and go away and do a really, really good job. So <laughs> just, just disclaimer at the end, say, look, 
you're you're amazing. I like the way you've gone about that. You know your worth. I also know, uh, like, I, I hope not. I also know. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to you bringing that into you know the negotiations for lease renewals in 12 months' time. Love your work. You know, yeah, and you're motivating them to go. All right, we're a team here. Yes. So good, good options. Yeah, team. The like is so important. Like the team that you have, and this is just one person on your team. The team that you have for your property is going to allow you to make more money and make your life so much easier, save you time and money. Yeah. Um, well, getting to that point is. Those questions around organisational skills is really important as well. Yeah. Um, just, so, what's, what's, so what sort of questions are you going to talk about well, and ask what, about in terms of organisation? Understand their systems and processes, uh, you know, what, how long they've been using that, uh, I guess, that, that process for managing their tenants um, and what the, uh, I guess, what they see as the benefits, the pros and the cons of it uh, because some Businesses might just be running like an Excel spreadsheet, but it, it just doesn't have that uh, uh, level of like detail that all these software systems come that have at the moment. Like Property Me is a portal. There's a lot of um, rental portals which you can ask what portals do you use uh, for your, I guess, property management um, systems, and then you can go and understand, Google it, look at the how they work, um, but also. You, they will tell you one thing, but it gets to a stage where you just got to you've got to commit and see where you know that journey goes. I mean, it's not the most complex job in the world to be to be straight. It's just more the hardest part is dealing with you know, humans and their emotions. Yeah. So I've shared and just a couple of examples from just um, you know my WA property. Do you have any examples of uh, terrible property managers? Uh, versus good property managers. Yes, yes. So um, good questions to ask to them is uh, how often do you do um, your reviews? So you go in, you inspect the property, they take photos and they send you a report. report. Um, I've heard of property managers that don't even do that on an annual basis. You want to be doing it, in my opinion, at least twice a year. Um, The general preference is towards that three times a year. Some people um, like four, but you, there is a fee involved. It might be, I mean, it's nominal. It might be a hundred bucks for them to go out and do that report. Um, but by doing that, it's keeping the tenant honest. In that, oh, property managers coming through, they're going to make reports. They're actually cleaning the property, looking after it, um, and that's what you want your tenant to be doing because it's that if you've hold a property for so many years and, and the maintenance gets let uh, let go. Uh, you know, it's going to cost you more money in the future because they want you want people going in. You want them checking the floors, checking the the roofs, making sure everything's uh, you know like dusted down. The the oven's clean because it's not building up mold and residue. The shower glass. I mean, I've been into many properties as well as valuing. And man, just the stories you have of some of the properties you've seen. Like, right, there was there was this unit in Southport that I valued every year. Uh, and um, you valued it once a year. Yeah, and, that, and that's like we'll we'll cover this probably in one of one of the next episodes or future episodes is the importance of assessing your position every twelve months. Mm. Okay. Um, so this person would get it revalued every twelve months to see where their equity position stands yep. and where that that rental stands from my point of view because uh, I do a rental assessment and also a value assessment. But <laughs> this tenant had their Christmas tree up 
all year round. Like, <laughs> I yeah. love it. Like, they didn't ever take it down. It was the same tree, and like I'd go in there in like I want to say go in there every year. <laughs> I'd be going in there in like July, August. <laughs> like, like, what are you doing? The Christmas tree still up. Like, and then you look at them, you're like, okay, cool, that's interesting. And then you go into the bathroom. Did that thing to bring the value of the property down. <laughs> no, no but it, it was my property be annoying because the residue built up in like the shower glass screen and, and that that is the concerning part where I don't like the the way things happen is that some people don't get taught how to look after themselves and they they're students they might come to Australia um, or they there's no judgment here it's just a it's just a situation yeah, yeah. and like maybe they're you know. They're not able to. Well, they don't know that, hey, if I don't look after this property, it's going to go to shit pretty quick. Yeah. Um, and they either expect someone else to come in and clean it. Um, but anyway, the the build-up in like oil residue in the kitchen and then in the bathroom shower screens, it was like you could, it was glass, but you couldn't actually see through. It was all like a fog because there was just such a build-up of you know, residue on that. And for me, I'm like, oh, it's disgusting. It also holds moisture. Moisture leads to mold. Mold's bad for your health. And also, you can you know, decay your your property over time because that mold gets into the grout and then it just oh. kind of goes to shit. So they don't know that, obviously, but um, your property manager should. And so what happened when you took a photo of the shower screen and you put it in the report and sent it to the, to the owner? What did they Say anything about these this Christmas tree in the shower screen? <laughs> <laughs> like a movie. Um, I, I don't know. I send my report and I just I, I, I make my notes. Um, and but that's the property manager to discuss with the with the owner. I'm okay, not going to. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. not there to tell the property manager what to do. I'm not getting paid for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you just you you've got to keep an eye out. And even as owners of properties, they they might not even know that like that's the the issue that they're facing. Like. Even with um, trees overhanging gutters, owners of probably might not even think about it. That hey, actually, trees lead to build up of, of leaves in the gutter. When it rains heavily, then that overpours um, into your roof line. Mm-hmm. That can cause water damage. Once again, mold, damage, flood, all that kind of stuff to the property. So yeah, just um, get educated. If you're going to invest in property, you've got to know there's some simple things to help. Yeah, just maintain the property. To and you want your property manager to know that, right? Yes, 100%. They should be telling you. That's the proactiveness that we talked about, which is having that experience. They, In their best interest, they don't want to deal with dramas. So they walk into properties and they go, I can see that as a drama. Let's let the owner know and we'd recommend you know, getting the gutters cleaned or recommend getting a high-pressure clean because there's... Mm. Uh, there might be moss built up on the driveway that could result in someone slipping and that could be a, yeah, a potential lawsuit. Um, so, yeah. The way I think in terms of it being a long-term, having a, being, if I was a property manager and having a long-term view is I would want to ensure that I do such a good job managing your property that it leads to when you do want to sell, you can't go anywhere else but me. Right, so that I would suggest people listening is to think about when you do ask them what's your long-term goals with managing this property, or like what's your long, you know, why, you know, how long are you in this for? If you see signs of them talking about that, and I dare say that you know because it's a high turnover, that a lot of uh, 
property managers won't mention things like this, but if you find somebody that does say, hey, my goal is to make it so good managing a property for you that you can't sell through another agency, um, how could you not want to go through that person? Yeah, well, you want that level of uh, motivation for sure, but for me, the professional, I'd still turn around and say, well, let me run the agent matchmaking process to make sure you're getting the best agent in that property um, to sell it. Let's talk about our matchmaking. We'll talk about that soon. Yeah. Oh, well, it's just, yeah, uh, a key part of what um, we do for people is making sure they're getting the best real estate agent and property manager or buyer's agent, and that's just through... And finance broker. And broker, yeah, just one, being so heavily involved in the industry, but also to knowing what to look for in these good people. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if you go to sell, then we run that process, but also you'd give your property manager their sales team a shot at it to prove their worth, but at the end of the day, you're only selling this property once, so you want the highest value, right? Yeah. In essence, what we're all about here, Property Pals, is helping you build a world-class team. And the way I like to think about it is when you hear somebody's acceptance speech uh, for a medal or for a trophy, you know, it could be a sport, sporting athlete or it could be uh, somebody that's won a movie award or whatever it is, acting award. When they go up and speak about and thank thank everybody, who do they thank first? It's typically their team because they have a world only somebody that has world class results has a world class team, and that's what we want to help you guys have is like world class mm. a world class team that we vet that we use um, and recommend those for you. And a part of that is choosing the right property manager and also the sales agent and yeah. matchmaking service. Yeah, we'll get into that later. But yeah, property management is uh, it's key. But yeah, there's a few really key tips there that obviously we, we touched on. Um, another thing I wanted to like, obviously problem solving, it's a common sense thing for, for me where we, we talk about that things do go wrong, expect things to go wrong. Um, you don't want someone who's going to freak out and stress over that situation. And generally with experience, that uh, reduces that type of behavior. Hence why I always say have four plus years. Um, but yeah, the property managers, you know, it's like everyone, they'll promise you the world, but to get those referrals is key and talk to other, uh, even even ask you know, other um, owners essentially that might have that relationship with them to get their opinion. Um, it's always good. There are obviously only going to give you the ones that they know are going to give the good reviews if you talk to them. But I mean, at least by asking the question, they it's triggering in the back of their mind. Oh, this person, yeah, has thought about this. They're experienced, and um, if I don't do good by them, then yeah, they're going to leave me. So yeah. yeah, referrals, online research, interview two or three property managers because each property manager will give you a different spiel um, and will educate you as to you know what you could look for in the next interview that you're running, yeah. um, or if you want to go back to the. Um, another person that you interviewed at the start and asked me a few more questions before making a decision. That would be a couple of really key tips. Um, and also ensure everything's in writing when you're going down and signing those documents. So, yeah. Yeah. And like, if you're struggling, reach out to us for help. Like, we can recommend property managers. That's what we do. So, yeah. Yeah. There's, um, as I said, there's good, there's great, and there's shit. So, we want to give you the great ones. So, if you have any questions, yeah, reach out. Happy to help. What's the email? Oh, hello at propertypals.au. Yeah.
Yeah. Yes. Got that one right. Yeah. And also, when you do email us, give us some feedback. Let us know what you do like about the pod and what you think we can do to make the pod better for you. If you have any questions as well that we can cover, that'd be awesome. We're all about feedback because the only way that we can grow is from you guys giving us feedback and letting us know. So, oh, and subscribe. Yeah. Yes. On all the channels. I I like this. And if you you don't like it, well, let us know as well. Feedback's always good. Catch you on the next one.